When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Actor Charles Brown earned a Tony Award nomination for his portrayal of Smokey Robinson in Motown the Musical on Broadway in 2013. I spoke to Brown as he brings his touring show Smokey and Me to the Weinberg Center in Frederick, Maryland on Sunday. My name is Charles Brown, and I am playing Smokey Robinson in Smokey and Me, a celebration of Smokey Robinson. Which is going to be coming to the historic Weinberg Center for the Arts in Frederick, Maryland, this Sunday, October 30th at 7.30 p.m. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. So uh, uh, obviously you played the role um, in Motown, the musical on Broadway and everything. We can, you know, we can reflect on all those great memories in a minute. But t- tell me about this particular your show. Is, is it is it like you kind of doing like a cabaret style of Smokey's Greatest Hits? Is, is there like a narrative or is it mostly like just songs woven together? That's exactly it. It's, it's a cabaret show for sure. And so what it is, it's like a celebration of Smokey's songs that he not only performed himself with the Miracles, but also songs that he wrote for other people like The Temptations. And what I do is I take people sort of on a chronological chronological journey of uh, through Motown Records. You know, Smokey Robinson was one of the, the first artists on Motown Records, Smokey and the Miracles, in fact, and their song Shop Around was their first hit. So I kind of go through the timeline of Motown and through Smokey's journey. But then in the second act and why it's called Smokey and Me is I sort of um, get people an insight into my career as an actor and how I got to Broadway to play Smokey Robinson. And then of course we end up with some of Smokey's songs as well. So there's not really a narrative as much as there is a a chronological timeline that we follow Smokey's career and then mine as well in the second act, but using his music to tell the story. Now that's a really cool way to do it. So the first act is, is all about Smokey and the second act, I mean, we're still celebrating Smokey, but you're weaving a little bit more of Charles Brown's journey because you know what I mean? You're a Tony nominee yourself for playing Smokey. So it really, it, it, it all ties together naturally. It all ties together. And I had the pleasure of doing some great shows on Broadway, one of which was Jersey Boys. So of course I do a Frankie Valley tune uh, in the show as well, which I know the people who love Smokey Robinson tend to like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons as well, because it's from that same era you know so I, I give them a little touch of that but then I also bring in you know a couple of Broadway tunes for the Broadway fans and there's even a gospel number that I do since I grew up singing in church and that's part of my story oh great great well I want to talk to you about all of that we'll unpack yeah. all of it here in the coming <laughs> minutes here but um let's talk sort of let's let's uh talk about real quick tell me some of the other uh, you know rattle off for you know just so I have a good sound bite for the radio um all yeah. the great smoky hits that we're going to hear throughout the show Oh man, I do shop around. You really got a hold on me, my girl, uh, cruising, being with you. Ooh, baby, baby. I mean, all the hits are going to be in this show. I don't leave one hit out. <laughs> did you have? Did you say Tears of a Clown? I can't remember. I, and Tears of a Clown. That's right. I do Tears of a Clown as well. 
Absolutely. Um, what about um, the Tracks of My Tears? Yeah, Tracks of My Tears is in there as well. There's so many hits, it's hard to name them all in one breath. But yeah, <laughs> anything yeah, ex- you think ex- of, I do it. <laughs> exactly. All the Smokey Robinson and the Miracle Hits and his solo stuff. And there's so much to choose from. And and like you said, songs he wrote for other people that a lot of our listeners might even forget. Like, yeah, he wrote My Girl for the Temptation. So that exactly. can go in the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, great, great. When did you, um, I, you know, you have such a great career trajectory on your own, and you're going to talk about that at the Weinberg Show, too. But um, let's kind of go into some of it. So uh, tell me, your what's your origin story? Where did you actually grow up? And do you remember when you first heard Smokey? I do. And I tell that story in the show, in fact. So I grew up in San Diego, California. And um, in the eighth grade, I got admitted to the San Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts, which is like when I found my love for theater. Um, But my love for music started first. Like I said before, I grew up singing in the church. So first, you know, I was singing gospel and art. I grew up in a house full of R&B and, and Motown, of course. My dad is a huge Temptations fan, so I knew all their songs from the onset, and he still is a huge Temptations fan. Um, and that's really what led me to the performing arts school. And from there, I really got bit by the bug. And I say I got bit by the bug, and I'm still suffering the symptoms of theater. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope we, we hope you don't heal soon from that. Yeah, one, that, yeah that's a lifelong qu- quote illness. <laughs> And I, you know, I was able to parlay that into a career. I went to the University of Southern California and got a degree in theater. And then um, I toured Europe for a couple of years during the musical Hair, which I also talk about in the show. And I actually do a song from the musical Hair. And oh, what song? Act. What song? Where do I go? One of my favorite songs. And he sings um, it for us, folks. Now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, and then I'm I finally took the big leap to New York City after finally getting through my first German winter um, and doing eight eight shows a week traipsing through the snow to the stage door i finally built up the courage to move from san diego california to new york city the polar opposite when it comes to winter time if you know what i mean uh, uphill both <laughs> ways in the snow right <laughs> yeah uphill both <laughs> ways in the snow exactly so that's but my love of music was 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 founded at a very early age and i've been singing all my life so that's kind of you know what got me into the theater into musical theater especially is was my voice that is awesome. All right. So then tell me, um, you know, what when did you find out about like the auditions to for for the original, you know, when Motown the musical debuted on, on Broadway? I guess it was in it premiered in 2013, but I assume the auditions were well, I guess what was it like 2012 probably? Yeah, that's a good call. 2012. So the, we actually I actually did the two pre-Broadway workshops of Motown the musical. And in fact, funny story. So I my Broadway debut was in Sister Act, the musical, and my stage manager one day called me into his office and I was like, wait, what did I do wrong? And he he had a picture of Smokey Robinson pulled up on his computer. He was like, you look just like Smokey Robinson. I was like, has anyone ever told you that? I was like, you know, they have, but I never realized it until this picture, right? And he was like, well, if anyone ever does anything with Smokey Robinson, then you must audition for it. And lo and behold, it must have been the universe getting ready because I promise you not, it was one week later to the day that I got the call from my agent that I had an audition to play Smokey Robinson in for the workshop of Motown the Musical. And I walked into my audition room there sits the director Charles Randolph Wright and Mr. Barry Gordy himself, the only <laughs> two people in the room. I walk in, I put on my smoky voice and say, "Hey, my name is Charles Brown," you know, because I had been practicing. Yeah. And Barry Gordy was looked at me, took one look at me. He's like, "Boy, I sure do hope you can sing. <laughs> I look just like him." I sang "You Really Got a Hold on Me," and I've been involved in the show ever since that moment. 
Oh, that is so great. Yeah, no pressure walking in with two legends right? like that. <laughs> Very they actually, now, now that you mention it, they came, um, I guess it was a couple years after it was on Broadway. Uh, the show, when they, they took the Motown musical, and I guess it was the national tour. On the they tour. Came, mm-hmm. They came down to the National Theater in D.C., and Barry Gordy and Charles Randolph Wright uh, came, and you know, I sat down and talked with them. And yeah. I got to say, too, very unassuming. You know, for Barry Gordy, for someone so legendary, you'd think, you know, you know, so intimidated to speak with him, but he was just down to earth earth as could be did you find the same thing or is it a little pressure because you're auditioning for him that's a little different than interviewing him (laughs) i have to say despite his legendary status he definitely made me feel comfortable in that room and he always has he's been very gracious to me i have you know of course i've now gotten to work with him directly for years in fact i did motown not only on broadway but i also got to take it over to the west end and i was the only american that um, they took over to do it in london wow so um you know he and i definitely have a relationship now he's always been kind and he's always been a great person to work with you know he was our producer and he wrote the book to the show so uh there's a lot of input that i got to have directly with the legend himself in in creating this musical so i I feel very honored that that's been a part of my trajectory that's awesome how about Smokey himself have have you gotten a chance i assume he came to the show on broadway i would hope and and oh yeah man (laughs) like i say in the show uh, barry gordy and Smokey robinson are still best friends to this day a lot of people don't realize this but um, Smokey really helped build Motown from the ground up alongside Barry Gordy. In fact, Shop Around, the Miracles' first number one hit, was what put Motown Records on the map. So they're best friends to this day. Smokey Robinson had to come and support his best friend. So I actually got to meet him um, during one of the workshops, in fact, pre-Broadway. And in fact, it was I tell this story when I was we were rehearsing for the presentation we had and uh, someone told me they're like, you know, Smokey's here. Right. And I had to go out on stage and sing, you really got a hold on me. And I was like, OK, I'm supposed to be nervous in the scene. So it, it worked. I used that for yeah. my acting <laughs> um, method, <laughs> method acting. Right. But as soon as they called, um, we took a, a 10 minute break right after I sang, you really got a hold of me just the way it was timed out. And Smokey Robinson made his way over to me and we took a picture together and I show that picture in the show actually and I show all the pictures that we've taken together in the show because not only did he come to that he came to opening night he came again on his birthday he came to the London opening so I've had a chance to interact with him quite a few times and he's been nothing but gracious as well and um, you know very complimentary of my performance and everything and I tell this story in the show I'll give it away now but Whenever he comes, whenever he would come to the show, he'd wait for me after the stage and I'd come in and to greet him and he'd open his arms and put on his big smoky smile and say, hey, me. Hey, me. <laughs> Did you say hey me back or, or yeah, say, hey, yeah. you? <laughs> I just said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey legend. <laughs> hey legend. Yeah. Hello, sir. <laughs> but again, just like we were saying about Barry Gordy and Charles Randolph right earlier, um, you know what? Every time I, I've interviewed Smokey, it's been a couple times. You know, he comes to DC and gets like you know life achievement awards, etc. Yes, of course. And man, it's. He is right up there with the nicest people I've ever talked to. Like the, the, of so the big, true. of the legend, of the legendary people. Grammy, multi Grammy award winning. Yes, exactly. And he's just, yeah, maybe it's like you're saying sort of the soft voice too thing, but like he, it yeah. just it disarms you right away. He's just one of the nicest, nicest people. And you'd forget, you know, you would forget shaking his hand that, you know, that hand wrote, held the pen that wrote like my girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I think it is though, too? I think that both of them, um, they, they grew up with, with not much. They grew up, you know, with, a lot of resources and i think they're just still very down to earth and they haven't forgotten where they come from which is very important and so that's what keeps them humble and keeps them gracious because everyone tells them everyone they know what legends they are they know how much money they have right. you know they know how far they've come but it's it's an honor and a pleasure to 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 have role models like that that 
really appreciate the journey that they've been on and how the world at large has accepted them because you know they didn't think that this would happen to them in their lifetimes and they became some of the biggest legends of all time in music history in fact they're being honored together by the grammy foundation um this upcoming grammys it was just announced so you know for a lifetime achievement award as they should as they should (laughs) yeah for the first time the grammys are are honoring two people together and mr gordy and Smokey robinson are going to be honored together that's cool. And and it, and it is good that they're, they're grouping them together because, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, if you've seen Motown the Musical, which I have right. when it came to D.C., if you've seen it, um, you really realize you that Smokey yeah. becomes like a, one of the main. I mean, Barry's obviously the main character, but yeah. Smokey's like the next main character. Yeah. And he was the first vice president of the company, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They launched this whole Hitsville USA thing together. Couldn't have done mm-hmm. it without each other. Well, remind us um, really quick of, you know, that that original Broadway cast and who, who, who played, you know, um, Barry Gordy and, and Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye, yeah. you know, all the heavy hitters. I mean, I know I have the list in front of me. But, you know. <laughs> well, Barry Gordy, who was played by the two time Tony award nominee, Brandon Victor Dixon, who is currently starring in Chicago on Broadway. I think um, he played Barry Gordy and we, and I, he's been a friend of mine for very many years. So we got to work. It was our first time though, getting to work together. So that was great. And I got to, you know, we got to play best friends, which was very nice because we've been friends for a while before that point um the beautiful and talented of Alicia LaKay who was also nominated for a Tony Award for her portrayal her impeccable portrayal of Diana Ross she was in the show and um uh and Marvin Gaye was portrayed by uh, Brian Terrell Clark uh, a great actor who's appeared in Hamilton on Broadway and um all sorts of things on television so it was a a stellar cast of people and the ensemble, you know, I said this often, every single person, even though they were, they weren't necessarily the principal roles, quote unquote, as we call it in the business, every single person on that stage had to step up and not only be a star, but be a legend. You know, they all, as far as Gladys Knight and Stevie Wonder and the Jackson five, you know, at some point or another, every single person in our cast got to play a superstar. So we were spoiled with riches. We would all sit backstage listening to the monitors to each other's performance. And in fact, if you remember the show opens with a battle between uh the four tops and the temptations <laughs> and the, the rap was, battle of its day <laughs> the battle yeah and it from the motown 25 reunion which actually did happen and so we would all sit backstage and we would know how the show was going to go depending on how how much they were doing in that battle <laughs> oh man I, I remember watching the motown 25 growing up and man talk, talk about legendary groups just duking it out yeah um that's awesome. Um, and the Motown 25 is the first time we saw Michael Jackson do the moonwalk. Yeah, the um, the audience just gasps. Yeah. <laughs> like audibly gasps. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, uh, tell me about, I mean, you just, you know, you dished on the, you know, your acclaimed cast there and, you know, four Tony nominations that night. But re- what was it like sitting in there um, f- for you being, because you were nominated, you know? So yeah. what was it like sitting there um, hearing oh. your name called a- as a nominee? I- obviously, obviously, sadly, didn't didn't take it, but just being no, there. No, but is, hey, is, that is was quite all right. When they didn't call my name is actually one of those moments where I uh, truly understood what, what people mean when they say it's an honor just to be nominated. Because listen, this is a huge industry. Just to be recognized it, it in itself, for, to be one of the five people in the category is a feat. 
Um, you know, there are so many, and especially in the, I was in the featured category. So that's even more people that are featured actors on Broadway in any given season. I mean, there are hundreds upon hundreds, right? right? So to be one of the five that are nominated was a dream come true for me to get to go to the Tony Awards for the first time, to get to perform on the Tony Awards stage for the first time. I'm talking about something I've been interested in, a, a show I've been watching since, I don't know, since the eighth grade when I first got admitted to the Performing Arts School in San Diego, California, right. to finally be sitting there. My parents got to come. A lot of my friends bought tickets tickets to come you know a lot of them thought i would win i didn't but um, <laughs> nonetheless you won in our hearts <laughs> i won yeah but i also got to see some of my friends win you know yeah. you know my good friend patina miller won her tony award that night for her um for um uh pippin and diane paulus the director of pippin who i also had worked with you know so there's a room full of of colleagues and friends and to just have my name said out loud um as a tony nominee in that in the radio city yeah. is the dream come true itself and i'll win the next time and performing <laughs> on stage too that's a total look mom that i made it you know look mom i made it moment yeah i mean it's well and, guy, and you and you moment. you listed your friends that you got to see win but you also got to be there when you know uh, heavy hitters like you know cicely tyson and courtney b yes. vance and tracy yes. latz and who else won that yes. oh billy porter won billy King- porter won kinky that boots was the big, he's the a big friend winner of mine. and speaking yeah. of kinky boots so one of my best my best friend from college stark sands who was also nominated uh, for Kinky Boots. He played opposite Billy Porter in that. He, we got to sit two rows apart from each other at the Tony Awards. I mean, we are best friends from college and here we are making it to Broadway and we're nominated in the same season um, for, you know, and we're sitting two two rows away from each other at the Tony Awards. I, it, it was just, a, it's like a magical dream. I couldn't have even wished up, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, then I can't just bringing it full circle back to the Weinberg show here this weekend. I can't think of a better way to celebrate. I guess it's now, what are we, in 2022? So yeah, tw- yeah. Uh, 10 years since you auditioned in 2012. That's so, right. You know, it's a perfect time to do this. So when when did this tour actually launch? Because I know you're stopping through Frederick at the Weinberg, but wh- where are we on the run here? Yeah, well, you know, this, this tour is actually born of the pandemic, I'll say, because I finally had time to sit down and create the show that I've been wanting to create for you know the past 10 years really but mm-hmm. um as you may or may not know i'm also part of a singing group called the doo project i have to mention them right now because we've been touring the country for the past 10 years as well plug um, away plug away yeah so uh, we have a group called the doo project and you know we talk about there were five guys who have done broadway shows together as i mentioned earlier i was in jersey boys so we all met doing jersey boys which i did before motown the musical mm-hmm. in fact when we were rehearsing for motown the musical during the day, I was doing Jersey Boys on Broadway at night. So I was pulling double duty there. Um, so anyway, who, who are the five guys in the duet project? So the five guys would be John Michael Dias, Russell Fisher. Dom, uh, so Do- John Michael Dias and Russell Fisher, who played Frankie Valley on Broadway. Uh, Dominic Nolfi, who played Tommy DeVito uh, in Jersey Boys on Broadway. And also Dwayne Cooper, who was our bass man. Now, he wasn't in uh, Jersey Boys, but he was in Hairspray across the street. And he also was in Motown, the musical as well. He... he um, he played Melvin Franklin as one of the temptations, you know, that deep bass mm-hmm. voice. So we're a mixture of those two Broadway shows as well as Dominic was also in a Bronx tale and John Michael Dias was in beautiful. So we all have a foundation on Broadway in this era of music. And so we created a super group. We like to call it of Broadway guys called the Duat project. So if your fans nice. are listening, you want to check us out the Duat project.com for that one. We have a few albums out on iTunes and all sorts of things. The so, Duwap Project. The, thanks yeah. for running the. Do you guys? I said the five guys. Do you serve burgers? The five guys. <laughs> <laughs> we should, right? We need to get a sponsorship. Actually, you should. It, it would taste like a bad joke <laughs> by me. <laughs> Listen, we'll harmonize for a, a free burger. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Better so, shop yeah. around to the right. So I, I hadn't had the time to sit down and do my solo show because we tour so heavily with that group. And I, you know, when I'm do, I do theater projects and stuff, of course. So, but the pandemic, you know, brought the entire industry to a halt. And I was thinking of how I could pivot. I was thinking of how, you know, everyone wants to now pare down things that don't require as much personnel, of course, because it's been, it had been harder for people to all, you know, be on stage. They wanted acts that are, are smaller. Sure. And I was like, well, this is the perfect time to finally develop the show. So I sat down throughout 2020 um, and developed the show. And I launched the tour uh, this year, actually, in January. I started off with a tour in Florida in January because we got smart about eight years ago with the Do Our Project that we tour Florida in the winter. So um, I know the people down there. I know they enjoy this music. So I did a 10-city uh, tour down there um, earlier in January. And since then, I've been all over the country. And I'm finally bringing it back east now which i'm really excited about awesome we're glad you're bringing it back east and stopping by frederick maryland in weinberg center for the arts uh it's yeah. going to be this sunday october 30th at 7 30 p.m hope you get to i mean i live up here i mean i'm with the yeah. station but we'll i live up here <laughs> so it's uh yeah you need to uh you know check out the town what for a second while, while you're in town it's a cute little beautiful little town i plan um, to yeah. awesome well thank you so much so much for doing this i really appreciate it yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks, Bye. Jason. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.